Welcome back to Recap, the podcast where we cover some of the latest news featured on our social media pages and beyond. We try to find the news that matters most to our voters, and we encourage our legislators to not only listen, but to also act on what they hear. Today, I'm going to be your host, Joshua Hyde, and with me today are the greatest writer of all time, Anthony Arnold, and Professor X, one of the best professors in the history of professoring. Along with that, we have Nick our favorite he him with us today. How are you boys doing? Great. Wonderful. Awesome. I, I am in the uh, audience of giants. <laughs> and, uh, I was just compared to the greatest professors of all time. And uh, I am unworthy. <laughs> well, yeah. You think you're unworthy fella. You just got compared to the greatest professors. He's the best writer. I'm just some guy. <laughs> yes, you are just some dude. You will eventually earn your dude. honorifics. You will eventually mm-hmm. earn them. But for yeah. now, you are just some dude. But we're very happy to some have dude. you with us. No, You're our I favorite the dude. He, the favorite he him. The favorite he yes. him. Yes, you are the favorite he him. Yes. Of all other he hims, you are, you are the favorite. <laughs> the favorite. Uh, it happens, right. you know. Well, let's get into it. Call you Nick the homie, Nick the homie, Nick homie. the homie. Nick the homie. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's the first one. That's the first one. Nick the homie. Why does that sound? Why does that sound like the TikTok where he goes, "There's all of us," and then Mark and I'm <laughs> Mark because Mark messes with us. <laughs> all right, so let's get started, Anthony. Yeah, let's talk about the poll. All right. So as always, everybody, our polls drop on social media on Friday. We love to uh, to see what you guys, uh, to see your reactions. We love to interact with you in the comment section. So get in there. Let us know how you feel. This one is from May 27th or the week of. Um, and the this was a poll about the NRA. So I'll read this one in its entirety. So in the wake of the deadliest U.S. school shooting in nearly a decade, in which 19 children and two teachers were shot and killed in their school by an 18-year-old gunman, the NRA is set to hold its 2022 annual convention in Houston, Texas today. Again, this is from uh, end of May. Several notable conservatives, including former President Donald Trump, are scheduled to speak at the meeting. Some other speakers have canceled their planned appearances, including Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who will instead attend a news conference in Uvalde, according to his spokesperson. Governor Abbott has sent a pre-recorded message to the NRA instead. Several musicians who were set to sing in a concert at this weekend's convention have also canceled their performances. The annual meeting is only open to its 5 million NRA members. In light of the mass shooting, do you think the NRA should cancel or at least postpone their convention? Um, I'll go first. <laughs> they should have canceled their convention. I don't. Yeah, this one seems like a pretty straightforward poll um yeah i don't totally understand how anyone could think that going forward with a convention in the immediate wake of a mass shooting at a school was a good idea and yet the nra did it anyway yes they did i have a hot take (laughs) which is the nra uh, say everyone in the nra should have gone home and rethought their lives that's a hot take yeah, <laughs> that's the coldest take I've ever For heard. Some people, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, just like just resign from your criminal enterprises. Just go home and you know, re- rethink about what decisions brought you here. Yeah, I uh, you 
you should know I have no love for the NRA. But yeah. uh, I, I think that that's incredibly tone deaf. Like if I if I'm if I'm accurately responding to the poll and keeping my own personal thoughts out of it, I, I feel like that's an incredibly tone deaf decision, uh, especially given that it's a gun conference. Yeah. So like if it was some other kind of conference, I would be generally weary just because of you know mass shooting. Yeah. Uh, and then groups of people, but like uh, the specific nature of the NRA convention makes me feel as though uh, they they clearly don't care about yeah. that that impact and that optics or at least maybe they were going for that i don't know uh, i just feel like it's it's a it's a bad thing overall yeah the decision seems unbelievably callous yeah. and insensitive for and sure. um even if their goal was to just as a matter of politics if if what they wanted was to keep the heat off of themselves even for that very selfish reason, you think they would have not gone forward with the convention, or at least postponed it, right? But I say, uh, I, I say, I think that's to the point. I think the NRA is a lightning rod. They are intentionally well, a political lightning rod, and just say no, put all the hate on us, and we're gonna get into leave that our <laughs> leave the people that we fund alone. Yes, just hate us. Put a pin that's all in the that idea. Uh, Nick, thoughts on the NRA convention? I, I fully agree with Josh. Like that's just as toned yeah. <laughs> as humanly possible. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about like different like metaphors I can add to this, and just like, no, it's just it's just tone deaf as hell. Yeah. And um, excuse my French. No, look that that is a great point because it raises the next question, which is if it's so tone deaf and callous, why? But we're gonna get to the why of because it does go back to what we're gonna get to the why the NRA behaves the way they do. We're gonna get into that. Later on in the episode. Yes, we are. So, uh, with that, I, I will kick it back to President President Hyde. Okay, well, I'll do my, my best swerve, and instead of doing anything with me, I will kick it over to Professor, so we can uh, talk about some trends. Take us to school, buddy. All right. $249. Okay. So, for the low, low price of $249, what could, what could you buy? I can think of a lot of things you can buy with $249. Well, um, I can tell you specifically, you could buy, uh, I'll say, a, cla- I'll say a classic, beloved, uh, almost, some would argue, inventor of the ARPG genre. Yeah. Its expansion, its beloved sequel, its expansion. The, I'll say, the third game in this franchise, its expansion, and its add-on character pack. I'm assuming we're talking about Diablo. We are. We are talking yeah. about Diablo. Um, oh, jeez. We brought Blizzard into this. <laughs> so, uh, so you could buy three complete games and four expansions that have come uh, um, come up over the course of about a decade. Yeah. And just been beloved games for over a decade with tens of thousands of hours of content. Or... <laughs> Or, or for that same price, you could uh, download a freemium game, and uh, you could get one thousand seven hundred and eighty eternal orbs, which is about the equivalent of one hundred and ten eternal legendary crests. I'm gonna say a bunch of things, and I, I will make we'll get there to make this make sense. One hundred and ten <laughs> attempts at um a. 0.0, 0.045% chance 
at getting an item that you'd want. By the way, odds of getting it at a hundred and only a hundred and ten is uh still remarkably low. I'm not gonna do the math right now, but um and roughly hundred and fifty minutes of gameplay. Yeah. So this is this is Diablo Immortal. This yeah, is, it is Diablo Immortal. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The Look new game from <laughs> the say the new mobile game from um company form formerly beloved company um Blizzard now Activision Blizzard now Acta Blizzard now soon to be part of Microsoft and hopefully run by less terrible people. Hopefully, that's a very um, low bar. <laughs> it, uh, it really is. So, uh, uh, question: Yeah, did you say Diablo Immortal or Immoral? Well, so the game is called Diablo. So officially, the game is called Diablo Immortal. However, I, like uh, many other um, people who like ARPGs and video games, have referred to it as Diablo Immoral. Yes. <laughs> yes. So why is it Diablo Immortal, you ask? I'm ha- I, so we just talked about what you could get for $249. So... With $249, the answer was um, about 150 minutes of gameplay and some some power up. Um, so what would it cost to like to really power up? Yeah, you know, how much money would you pay to like right. win a video game? Yeah. Well, if you uh, if you wanted to, do, uh, there is a particular stat called resonance, um, which basically just boosts all of it boosts all of the effectiveness of all of your items. Okay. So you can't purchase in, uh, sorry, you cannot purchase items with money, but you could purchase secondary, you could purchase secondary currency with money and you can use that to buy items. I feel like most people are familiar with the idea of premium currency in video games. Nowadays. Yeah. 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 So, um, so in order to get, to get 100% resonance, um, which just is like a flat multiplier on the effectiveness in all of your items costs, on average, between fifty and sixty thousand dollars. Oh shit! Yep. For one character, wow. for one character yep. to get max resonance between fifty and sixty thousand dollars. That's crazy. But that's not. Uh-huh. But that's not it. Resonance is only one part of the system, and then you know, say, and we again, we're not going to talk about purchasing gear because that's like on a marketplace, and that would be difficult and unfair to do. The game just came out, so um, instead, we're just going to talk about like the actual in-game economy, the way that they've built it. So the other part of the game, uh, and the largest part of your progression, is what are uh, is these uh, gems. So uh, you have to collect these legendary gems. And there are a bunch of different legendary gems, and you can equip 10. So in order to max out those gems, um, it requires about 1,000 other gems of the same Type. Yeah, it does. Oh, you get gems only through using those crests that I talked about earlier. Um, now there are two types of crest. There are the regular crests, which will only get you like level one and level two gems, and they max out at level two. Yep. In order to get to the level, th- um, level three to level gems that can go up to level three or level five. Not necessarily that you get a level three or a level five, but, but just gems with the capacity. Yes, yeah. Um, you have to use legendary crests, and legendary crests are about two dollars each. Of yep. course. So, um, 
One th- I'll say, so you get uh, a couple of gems per crest. So it would be a, if you want 1,000 gems per thing. So that's about 20,000 crests. So if you want 10 gems at 20,000, it's about $45,000. Yeah. So taken together, one character in a game that you tend to have multiple characters. You have like your main, you have your alt, because there are different, because the characters have different classes. And there are, there, I believe there are five classes out, you know, uh, at launch. Yeah. So you probably want like, you know, you maybe you don't like all of the characters. So like, say you want three characters. Well, it's about on average between a hundred and five and a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars to max one character. So that's uh, Blizzard wants whales. Uh, They want super whales. They want. They, they, they want the whalest whale, <laughs> right? The whaleiest, the whaleiest whale. whale. <laughs> you, you you know that scene um in uh the episode one uh in Star Wars where right. they're in the sub and they're like being chased by a fish, there's and then there's always fish. a bigger fish. We only want the biggest fish. Yeah. Yes. We're not even satisfied with normal-sized whales. For, for anybody who may not actually understand what we mean when we say whales, uh, whales are the term used for people who put in lots of real money into games to get the things that they want. Yep. Uh, because in oftentimes that is the most effective way to get them rather than playing the game normally. Yes. yes. So uh, um, I fully, I fully thought we were making a Moby Dick reference. Ah, it still no, kind of works no. though. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it so, still works if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Yeah, so, so Blizzard, the, Blizzard is Ahab, and the whales are Moby Dick. This is correct. This is true. But yes. So, uh, and I say, um, so the full dehumanizing speech they use is: if you are a free-to-play play player, you are a minnow. Yep. Um, and then if you spend some money, you can become, uh, you can become a fish. Um, or a, uh, say, and if you spend a significant amount of money, then you become a dolphin. Yeah. And only if you're spending <laughs> thousands a month do you become a whale. Look at yeah. you. Because whale. they are. Uh, um, and th- those are the people that make complete... the real money for companies. Yep. Correct. Yes. Uh, so uh, again, between a hundred and say about a, you know between a hundred and ten and a hundred and hundred and five and a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars on average. For one character. That's yep. silly. In a game where no one's playing one character. Yeah. Who among us is playing one, one character? character? What is this? Exactly. What are you? I only play Templar. Okay, okay. Only, what? Hey, 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 <laughs> okay. I only All right. play Crusader. What is this? <laughs> I can hear you already. But I say, but what if, what if I don't pay for everything? How much would it, how long would it take to get, uh, like, so you know, I'm not going to get 10 gems. Well, like, if I want to max one yeah. gem. And I just use the dailies, and I don't spend any money. How long will it take? I'm happy you asked. Ten years, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ! I, Playing yeah. every say, per, do all of your dailies, do yeah. all of the all of your logins. Do uh, say every day, yeah, for ten years, yeah, and you will have maybe on average enough resources to max one gem. Max level one. Yeah. G- oh my god! You will be yeah. one tenth the way there in ten years. In a game where if the you power play cap will go up in ten years. Yes. <laughs> Hello, gracious listener. Uh, if you really like to play Diablo-based games, go play Path of Exile. It's freaking free, and then you won't support this play monster Path of a company. Exile. Go play old Diablos. I what say, are you doing? Or I say, no, or and here, I say, hear me no, out. Simply do not support Blizzard. Go play a different game. Let's say, 
I was just I, I which brings us back to where where we opened this show for two hundred and forty nine dollars. You can just play all of the original you can just, trilogy. You can just play yeah. great games. Yeah. From we'll say from I, back when a company used to know how to make good games. I mean, and do not like do not support the gaming mm. industry as it goes down this road of just seeing Premium every nonsense. customer as ATMs. Yep. Like it immortal ATMs. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the industry that's what they see us. We give you the game for free and then we monetize everything so aggressively that we'll make more money than we ever could have made if we had sold it to you at full price. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or even half price. Or even at like, like what is this? A double price. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you guys were mad that the gaming industry wasn't, they were mad that game prices hadn't gone up in a very long time. And that's a separate discussion because game prices had been locked at 60 probably for an unreasonably long amount of time. If you look at the unreasonably long, like yes. the amount of money that is now being spent to make the games, I think there is legitimate the length of the games. Like, the there is a case that the game prices probably should have gone up. From beyond 60 at some point. But the response was, well, what if we just give them to you for free, but then give so, you all these other like, ways to spend money? Right. So I say, like, and I will like, and I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on this and then like, but we you and I remember, I'll say the three of us of Nick, you might you might have I don't I don't know, Nick. You're you're you know, a bit a little bit younger thing. than the rest of us. But just say the thing. Um just say the thing. Um <laughs> So, we remember when games were only physical. Yeah, and I remember say, and they were and say, and then they started pushing like the idea, the, the the change to digital distribution. Yep, and they're like, it's more convenient for you. You can order from home and just download the game and like and play it. You won't have to switch discs. Right. You won't right. have the issue of your disc getting broken or you know say or anything like that. And we can always hot fix it. And say, and it cost it saves us per, like the the cost of production. Yes, we don't have let's say uh, we don't have to, and we don't we don't have to produce the game. We don't have to put the art on it. We don't have to put the box on yep. it. We don't have to wrap the box. We don't have yep. to put the box on. Uh, we don't have to put them in a carrier. We don't have to ship the carrier across the ocean. We don't have to pay for distribution across. So we're saving all of this money. That's real. I mean, look look at all the things. You're gonna reduce the cost, right? Right, <laughs> right. You're gonna, you're gonna, um, in, you're say you're gonna increase what you pay your QA testers and what you pay your employees who make the great game because like you're gonna pass off this. You're no longer chart paying for, for physical production. So you're gonna, pay. You're gonna spend it on other things, right? Right. No, we're just gonna <laughs> hoard it. We're gonna increase prices. We're gonna right. come up with new monetization schemes. All for the uh, chase of the illusion of infinite growth and infinite shareholder value. Correct. Um, really quick, small yep. derailing. Sorry. Um, I'm going to say a very old fashioned sentence so you know uh -oh. where I'm at. Uh -oh. I used to walk to Blockbuster. So yes. if you need no, to know so to rent my game, oh, so yeah. if you need to know where I fall in the age thing, that's. I used to walk to Blockbuster to rent games. Yo, so you, I used to hate say, yeah. to and that's games the and that's, a, and that's the other thing uh, that I like. I want to talk about. Um, so as a note, um, uh, thank you Reddit, um, uh, and uh, for having done the math and doing the breakdown for me. So I, I'm not going to claim to have done that analysis. Oh, okay. Um, 
Uh, but the other part was we went from five dollar horse armor to <laughs> one. Let's see, to a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars per character in sixteen years. Yep, and, and people were furious about the horse armor. Yep, fear. How Absolutely dare you? But that's the how dare you charge us five dollars for horse armor? For horse armor. Now look at you. <laughs> <laughs> 16 years. Now look at you. $5 horse armor, $115,000 per character. I mean, I feel like this really started this is this is a 100% tangent. I feel like this mm-hmm. this really started with like sports games. Well, yes, absolutely. Like, FIFA, at least, at least with at least with mm-hmm. with like the how prevalent uh microtransactions really became other than like Mobile games, right? Because yeah. I, in my mind, mobile games are like a, a totally different situation in general because people really don't like paying $3 for a game on mobile, which feels weird to me, but like, whatever, it's $3. Like, yes. You know, yes. I, I would much rather pay the $3 to just like get the game and not have ads than like have my experience interrupted every five minutes to yes. watch a 45 second video that I can't skip. Say, Slay the Spire uh, on mobile. Fact. Sorry, go ahead, Nick. Uh, fun fact: You can put your phone on airplane mode, and that'll turn off the ads. Oh, really? I was not aware It works on most games. Oh, oh I was buddy. not aware of that. That's good to know. That's really good. Mm-hmm. As I, long as as long as your game doesn't use like the internet for dailies and to like access servers, you're good. You can just throw it on airplane mode. Hmm. I will keep that in mind next time I'm playing Pocket Yes. Yeah. So, uh, no, this stuff is weird. Say, I say, uh, fifteen dollars. Slay the spire on mobile. One of the best, uh, best uses of fifteen dollars I've had recently. Yeah, agreed. No, this is really weird. I mean, because like video game prices are the only thing that I think have gone down. Adjusted for inflation, games are cheaper now. Mm-hmm. Like NES games were like forty five, fifty bucks. Yeah, the top tier NES games. That Damn. was in nineteen eighty six. Which I think would be something along the lines of like eighty or ninety. Yeah, it'd be like ninety dollars uh, for inflation. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, like I don't know. It's it, I, I, I. There is no good explanation. I don't think. Well, that, that's why we always rent it because getting <laughs> buying <laughs> video games was, was so like, expensive. Yeah, so it, it, I get. I maybe got like one game a year from my birthday. Yeah, and any other time yeah. I wanted to play some shit, we went to Blockbuster. Yeah, because yep. paying yep. however yep. however long to or I think paying like what the five to ten dollars to rent it for a week yep. was a whole lot less expensive because you could beat it in a week exactly. But back in the day, people were paying adjusted for inflation. They're paying $90 for like 10 hour games. Yeah. And now we pay $60. Like Assassin's Creed, like Assassin's Creed so, Valhalla is like 200 hours long for that's $60. Like so, I'll say, so on the one hand, on, on the one hand, I, I, I get what you're saying. But on the other hand, but like Super Mario Brothers, like, you know, the, like the original yeah. uh, is super replayable. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. also because it's super hard. <laughs> also, facts. How many people actually finished old school NES games? How many people do you know of that actually finished the original Legend of Zelda? Well, me twice. Like, I'm happy. Like, like, like both playthroughs. Both playthroughs. Yeah. Yeah. But like, little known fact: if you beat the original Legend of Zelda, there's another one. Yeah. Um, it's a like it starts your game back over at three hearts, and the map the map is the same, but where the uh, levels are is different. You know, it's a little known fact because no one ever beat the oh. game. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, Ninja so, Gaiden. So, uh, I did. How many did. people, aside from you and me, actually beat the original Legend of Zelda that you know of? 
Yeah, I did not. I don't want to talk point, about it. Point <laughs> I did not beat it. But, One, but, two, say, three, but four, like five, my point, six. like my point being that like you could say like like you made uh, you got to like it was it was because it was shorter. It was right. way easier to just right. be like, yeah, I, I can play that again. Right. I bet I can do it faster. Like this is where speed like speed running came from. This how many like I know that people do it. Um, but like, I bet the speedrunning community for Assassin's Creed is way smaller than the Super Mario Brothers uh, speedrunning community. Well, yeah, because you could finish those old games in like eight minutes. Yeah, like uh, speedruns of any newer game is like two you can hours. Beat max. El- you can beat Elden Ring in like a minute and forty seconds. Get out of my face, Josh. Okay, Elden Ring. How, how <laughs> many other? Beat, how many? How many beat. more modern games can you beat in less than thirty minutes? Um, you Run can beat Morrowind in less than thirty minutes. You can be Oblivion in less than 30. Those aren't modern games anymore. Breath of the Wild, you can Defi- beat in less than 30 minutes. Thank you. Elden Ring, like he had mentioned. Yeah. Um, I'll take Breath of the Wild. That probably counts. others. Yeah. I don't keep up with speedruns very much, but <laughs> probably others. Okay. We've been off track for long enough. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm right. gonna go ahead and, and, and get this back because I need to spend some time talking shit about the NRA. All right. So real quick, uh, real quick, real quick, before we do NRA, I just okay. want to say don't support Blizzard. They're awful. Spend your two hundred and forty nine dollars on anything else. That's my personal take on that. I also <laughs> All right, go wanna, ahead. Sorry. Sorry, one more caveat. The two hundred and forty nine dollars, that was prices at launch, not not yeah. modern day prices. You yeah. can get them way you can you can get them for way cheaper, like I'm pretty sure they have like a collection for like thirty dollars. They, they, yeah. they probably do. All right, but like My, like Nick said, you shouldn't support Activision. Um, go play no, Path of Exile. Um, you play Path of Exile, and uh, it's completely free and has ten thousand thousands and thousands of hours of content. And then go pirate cool. Diablo if you're on PC. Yes, there you yeah, go. Go, <laughs> go to go to Walmart.com. P I R A T E B A B A Y dot com. <laughs> Walmart.com. Anyways, um, so one of the things, uh, last episode we talked about kind of diving into the different parts of the gun discussion. Yeah. And I feel like you can't really talk about the gun discussion without talking about the NRA because of how prevalent they are with the discussion itself. And I know that we've, we've talked about the NRA on the show before we've talked shit about the NRA on this show before. Indeed, uh, I'm, I'm trying to break a, a little bit of a new ground because I, I don't want to spend this whole time just re- rehashing our old yeah. arguments regarding the NRA because we, we all know how we feel. We, we all know that we, we really have no love for the, the organization in this room anyway. Um, but I, I wanted to ask a couple of questions that are kind of based off of conversations we've had previously yeah. and and some other thoughts that I've had while kind of putting this together. So uh, first, I just want to start off by saying it's been proven. <laughs> um, it, it's been proven that the NRA has a death grip on conversations regarding yes. guns here in America and now knowing this in other places around the world as well. Um, there aren't many things that like we as kind of like lay people can do about an organization like the NRA. But one thing that I know we talked about previously is that the NRA as an organization isn't necessarily the biggest organization that does things in politics. And so what do we think another organization could possibly do about the NRA if so inclined? Are there any organizations we know of that are either already involved in politics or could get involved in politics that could help drive the NRA out of the conversation that we think of? 
I don't think there are any organizations. Um, other organizations. So there are obviously organizations that are built around like the opposite of the NRA. That is their their model. But those organizations tend to their coalitions tend to be less focused, right? The NRA's power is that they are just they are laser focused on a thing and they do not deviate from that thing. They do not care about members coming in and wanting to bring in their pet project. They do not care. <laughs> that does not matter to them. The leadership of the NRA keeps them focused on guns at the exclusion of literally everything else, including the betterment of the society in which they <laughs> exist. Um, that is their power. Five million people, that's the annual, that's their, the, five million people who laser focused can change everything. I think, I remember, you guys know who Ralph Nader is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Nate, Nader's Raiders. Um, <laughs> so, Nader used to say, basically, like, if if you could just get, like, 1% of people really focused in politics, they can change everything. Because that's all you need in politics. You don't actually need a massive movement. You just need a small number of people who are laser That can actually make, or right. they can actually We're, make the decisions that. Right. I mean, if anyone's ever gone to, like, city meetings, have you guys ever gone to them? They're empty. I've been to one, yeah. Yeah. There's, like, a dozen people there who aren't, like, who don't have to be there. <laughs> you got the people who have to be there, some scattered journalists, and then, like, a dozen community members who have been going there like their entire right. lives. Those are the people right. who are like super invested. I mean, if we at Pointcast just went as a group to every one of these things, we would be the majority of the citizens <laughs> of these things. It's wild. <laughs> it, like that's what so the NRA is like, look, you will just go to the thing and just stand there and be like, that's all you have to do. You don't even have to say anything. Just show up, stand in a room. They go. That's their power. So no, I don't think any or any organization has the laser focus that they do. And I don't think there's any organization right now who can contend with them. I think that's that's a a very astute observation as to how the NRA is as powerful as it is, which was actually one of my questions. Um, even if uh, but my follow-up question to my original one was, even if we got another company involved, like what would they need to do uh, in order to combat the, the NRA and how they operate? But I... Like, I, I know, like, off the top of my head that uh, the NRA is very good at what it does. But I, I never kind of take took a second to think about the reason why being the fact that they just have enough people in enough places to just make things happen. Uh, and that they, they have the focus that they do. Uh, that's something I never really gave thought to. I'm pretty sure that may or may not have come up earlier. But yeah. that's that's absolutely something that I wasn't giving thought to uh, beforehand. Uh, one of the things I also wanted to ask was uh, since we know that the NRA kind of started as like a grassroots operation, right? Um, I wanted to know if given the number of people that are, are kind of throwing support at anti-gun things now, especially given, uh, again, the, the new uh, movement that we see with people, you know, being against gun violence and other things along those lines. Do we, I, I know that there have been several like anti NRA operations <laughs> that have come up over, over the time that the NRA has uh, claimed our politics. But I wonder if there is a possibility that we can, we can create 
a another organization that is as strong as the NRA. Obviously, it would need time. Uh, nothing like that comes overnight. But I wonder if there is now the support to create the true anti-NRA organization that we've kind of been needing yeah about this to to combat the issue what do you think about that uh i mean i have my i have my thoughts i'll let you guys go let you guys go first go ahead nick i I think i think one of the bigger issues that would come from an anti anti anti-nra movement is simply the current issue you see with any corporation and competitors it's simply that nra is too big and opponents are too new like to organize and do the thing like if you were going to make a movie company and contend with disney you are hopelessly outgunned pun intended and um i think that's like one of the main issues of trying to organize against the nra is that the nra is very large and um also the old saying, if you take the low road, we take the high. If you're taking any anti-gun stance, you're likely doing it for moral reasons. Um, and so you are going to try and take the high road. And the unfortunate reality is the NRA will not hold that standard. They will and have and continue to take the low road every time with all of their campaigning, with all of the things they do. They know how to make you look like the bad guy. Yep. And they will do it. That is so you're up against you're up against two behemoths with that. You're up against the behemoth of it's already really big, and they know how to make you look like the bad guy. Yep, that is an excellent point, Nick. Like really, I mean, fighting the NRA is it is warfare. It is like violent <laughs> warfare. If you are going in there with like, we're going to go in there with like Nick said, our high-minded ideals and morals. You are going to lose. They are going mm-hmm. to just cut you off at the knees immediately. Like you have to know you are fighting a a monstrous group who does who has no scruples about using any tools at their at their disposal. Including the fact that for better or for better or worse, their arguments are grounded in this, in the constitution, which I think mm-hmm. creates an additional hurdle that actually doesn't exist with most movements. Like normally the thing you are fighting against has not been grounded in this reading of constitutional law. That's fair. So, you know, when you find the NRA, you're fighting the organization. You also are going to have to fight the courts. Like that is just an acknowledgement. If you want to change gun laws, you're going to have to fight the courts. And so anyone looking at the current state of the court goes, yeah, (laughs) seems unlikely you're going to win on that front. That's just going to be a lot of time and money wasted. Yeah. I mean, there's a case right now in the Supreme Court, New York gun law, where like people do think like it does not look great for New York's gun law uh, at the Supreme Court level. So you're fighting this, as Nick put it, low road organization and you're also fighting the Supreme Court. <laughs> Wait, the Supreme I would argue you have a the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead I say the, the Supreme Court that cares that cares about uh uh separate and say that cares about states' rights is gonna strike down a state law because um they don't care about states' rights. They're just liars. Yes. Okay. All right. I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be clear you're liars. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Rehash our sorry decisive conversation. Correct. <laughs> no, I mean, that's who they are. I mean, they are brutal political actors who know how to use power. They know power comes from small minorities. They, they, they know this. They exploit this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the only other question that I have uh, or that I had regarding that, which was different than the, again, the question yeah. that we've, we've handled previously is one that I feel like we've already answered, but I still feel like yeah. I should ask it because <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting question and it shows kind of how naive I was when I was making that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, my question was, do we truly believe that the NRA cares for the American people and how do you feel about the organization as a whole? Do we? No, 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 I don't think they care for the American people, but I am going to circle back because I know Alex early on when we were talking like, why did they go forward their convention, right? Well, so this ties into the, the modern NRA is not only a gun rights organization, they're also a culture wars organization. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at their advertisements, if you look at their little NRA TV thing they used to do, you will find some stuff about guns, but you'll also just find a lot of really basic culture war nonsense, right? Like they are now pitching pitching themselves as more than just about guns. It's about this way of life and that way of life is not necessarily about guns it's about a bunch of other right-wing nonsense like you know you'll just find a whole bunch of ads you go what does this have to do with like guns well it doesn't have anything to do with guns it's another way to get their hook into their audience and to ensure loyalty by saying well it's not just about guns it's about freedom and protecting your way of life (laughs) is it really about freedom it's just identity politics like um uh, so like some of their slogans were like America's first freedom or freedom's safest place. It's like, well, mm. and then of course they also got involved, um, with blue lives matter. Of course they did. Right. Like, well, so if you, if, do you support cops? If you don't support the NRA, you, you don't like cops. Well, I, I, I like cops. So I guess I had to support the NRA. Like that's what they want you to believe is that voting against them is really about voting against the cops. So they just enforce all this loyalty and identity, and they just keep piling it on. How (laughs) I, this, this feels like something that should have been addressed forever ago. Yes. And wasn't. And now is like a runaway problem that we, don't yes. have a way to answer. <laughs> yeah. We let it fester. And we let it fester again. I, Alex, I know you and I talked about this. I said, look, in theory, in theory, the right to bear arms is a constitutional right in this country. Now, we can have limits, discussions about the limits of that, but it is there in the Constitution, right? In theory, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a group dedicated to protecting a constitutional right. I don't think that's bad in theory. It just, it makes pretty reasonable sense to me that if we think the constitutional rights are really important, we should want to protect them. And I think, okay, it's, it's okay. Now we can argue about the validity of these groups or the limits of these rights, but I think a group like the NRA would have sprung up, right? Like other countries don't have gun ownership baked into their constitution. That's one reason they don't have the NRA because they have no legal <laughs> like what are you going to do 
well, you don't have a right to own a gun in a bunch of other countries. So, like, I don't know, too bad for you. <laughs> like, the NRA the NRA exists here because you have the legal right to own a gun. Um, so, in theory, and I think most gun owners are, like, probably pretty reasonable. Most citizens are are reasonable. Most citizens don't go around breaking the law. Problem with the NRA is their leadership. Like Wayne LaPierre is a terrible, reprehensible human being. There's not, there are no kind words I could say about Wayne LaPierre. He is an awful man um, who behaves in just immoral, awful ways at every opportunity. He just will never fail. Like what's the worst thing you could do? Wayne LaPierre will do it in this moment. That's it. That's how he's chosen to behave. I wish he had chosen to behave any other way. <laughs> he chose this path. I don't know why he did. Um, so my problem ultimately comes with leadership. I mean, the NRA, I, I think the NRA is going to continue to exist. I want the members of the NRA to, like, fight for your group. Do you guys want to continue with the right to own guns? Because if we continue down this road, you're going to get some crazy ambitious politician or you're going to get some unexpected thing at the Supreme Court where all of a sudden liberals will have five. And if you go down this road and you give the progressives five votes on the court, they're going to come for your guns because they're not going to no one's going to tolerate a world in which we do nothing forever. Yeah. We're going to keep pushing for more extreme gun laws because we're going to get more frustrated. So if we want to come to a world where you can continue to own your guns and hunt and engage in sport and blow off steam at the range. If you want to continue that, or you want to shoot cans in your back, if you want to continue in that world, you got to work with us by getting rid of your leadership, who is clearly like encouraging a level of toxicity that isn't going to serve anyone. You, gun owners included, are not going to be served well by this. Okay. I, I second all of that sentiment. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> and because of that, I will say this. This podcast has been brought to you in part by El Yag Productions, a studio for podcasters and musicians, and of course, Pointcast News. To listen to any of our other podcasts, please go visit our website at pointcast.news, or you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Also, be sure to like and follow us on Facebook for more podcasts, articles, and polls like we covered today. Thank you guys for joining me in the studio, along with you, uh, Nick, I know you're not here in the studio with us, but we we appreciate you being here with us regardless. Thank you at home for listening. We will see you next time. Josh and the crew out.